Hi, I'm Jill, and you've landed on the Grow Like a Mother podcast. This is a place where we lean into all things motherhood and personal growth. We talk about the good, bad, and ugly in a way that's real and relatable. Whether I'm interviewing guests or sharing my own wisdom and learnings, this is half an hour for you. Put this on in your car or on a walk, while you're doing chores, wherever it fits into your life and give yourself the gift of prioritizing yourself. You'll hear tips and tricks and tactics to help you get aligned with the version of you that doesn't just go by the name mom. You'll hear my methods of time ownership and goal achievement and learn how to master your mindset and tune into your intuition. These are the things that can create true transformation in how you navigate life and take you from feeling overwhelmed to in control. This is Motherhood Mixed with Woo. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive in. Welcome, Deanna, to the Grow Like a Mother podcast. I'm really excited that uh, I am able to connect with you today. And I know the audience is going to be really excited to learn from you too. So before we dive into conversation, can you share with us a little about your background and the type of work that you do? Well, my background, of course, I'm much older than most of the listeners. Um, and so I am grateful that I don't have children that I'm raising any longer. I'm hmm. super excited to be on the other side of that one. I loved raising my kids, obviously, but um, there is such a freedom that you all are going to experience. I'm so excited for you when you get there. I'm celebrating for you. <laughs> um, my background is kind of hard to put into a little nutshell. Um, I was raised Mormon, LDS, and uh, thankfully my mother um, saw the light and divorced my dad when I was young enough. I was eight years old. I was young enough to I was imprinted pretty heavily by that patriarchal um, upbringing, but I was able to choose at that point to not be in the faith. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, and my mom then went on a trajectory where she was studying everything alternative and spiritual. Mm -hmm. So I received all of this beautiful learning through osmosis, um, even though she didn't like teach us that as a, as a, uh, like a religion or a practice. We were just hearing her talk about it. We were seeing all the books she was reading. Um, and like I said, I just really um, absorbed a lot of what she was learning and exploring. And so I've always been a seeker. Um, <clears throat> it did take me quite a while actually to heal from the patriarchal stagnation that I experienced growing up as a young person. And they say that, you know, a child gets all their imprinting by the time they're eight. Right. And so lo and behold, I didn't know I was going to be still dealing with some of this. And just now at the age of 57, I'm really kind of stepping into my power. Um, I do know that women these days progress very much more quickly. It's almost like uh, some of us in the generation ahead of you had to break trail for you, so to speak. And energetically, yes. it's easier now because more people have done it. Um, and I do think that the women's movement and, and the patriarchal um, stifling is really shifting. It's not as fast as we all want, but it is really, really shifting in my mind very quickly. Um, 
So I began studying astrology about five years ago. So I'm kind of new to it, but I um, was at a place in my life where I was actually traveling in my camper all by myself and loving being alone. Mm -hmm. And I could study astrology for eight hours a day, every single day. So it was very intensive, but I was following my bliss. Um, and the reason I got into astrology was because I needed to understand why I was like me and why the hell did I keep attracting men that didn't work out? Yeah, <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I did get a lot of ahas and it was super wonderful to be affirmed because of course I just thought I was broken. But after I learned about my astrology chart, I realized that I um, as a soul chose to be born with these certain imprints and have these certain lessons because I wanted to learn things. Um, and some people talk about that in a sense of karma and karma is not really like punishment. It's more like your soul just really wanted to master this area. So it sets you up with some challenging experiences that of course we think we're victims of, <laughs> but when you see it from a different perspective, it really gives you a sense of freedom and um, affirms the fact that, Hey, you know, I have brown hair and I also happen to need a lot of sleep, you know? So it gives me permission to just be me completely, even though that me is not normally accepted, or I didn't used to think that part of me wasn't accepted in society. So now I'm just like trying to really blatantly express this true weirdness that I am, but, um, and I'm going to claim, you know, relationships that accept that. So, um, that's so, so that's why I love what I love about astrology. And there's so many other practices that I do as well that also kind of, flavor that same um freedom yeah you're kind of like all things spiritual right and I love I totally am I totally yeah. am and I I um I spent most of my life I have a lot of planets in Virgo which just is a very work oriented task oriented organizer do a lot of things behind the scenes they make great moms they make great house cleaners but i hated those domestic chores because to me that was a patriarchal label and i just absolutely did not want to be put into that that box um even though i'm really really good at all that stuff i don't i don't like having to do it for people um, but so anyway, I did spend most of my younger years doing most of those service oriented jobs and, um, and it wasn't until I realized that what I really loved, which was doing energy work and reading spiritual topics and doing astrology, that was my hobby for years. And I love coaching people on how to shift and change their own energy so they can heal from programming beliefs ancestral stuff you know whether the trauma is in this life or another life it's like we carry these inherent traumas in our body and so um then i you know it was about eight years ago i just decided i needed to do this as my life my job so now i'm now i'm doing that and um and life makes sense and i'm not as angry Mm -hmm. um, and that in itself is so freeing is to not be putting yourself in a box you know yeah. That's a win. Um, yeah, that's a total win. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I, I could not have learned it earlier. The person that I am, I had to absolutely go through all the steps that I went through in the timeline that I went through with all the men I, you know, spent time with um, because I learned so much and became more of this authentic me through all of that. Right. 
Yeah, that resonates a lot with me. I'm I'm very much understanding the the concept of um, that things are unfolding in a particular way for us to learn a lesson before we can get to the next lesson or the next thing, right? It's all for, um, it's all sort of setting the stage for us as we develop, as our soul has this incarnation and we're understanding what we came here to do. Um, And actually that's something that I want to talk to you about, about the, um, the soul path astrology that you talk about specifically and and taking in the North and South nodes. And I think um, as someone who's briefly familiar with astrology, I've heard those terms, but many of my listeners probably only know their sun sign. So can you talk to us a little bit about how we can use these nodes in astrology to really like understand why we're here? (laughs) Well, Unfortunately, you have to start doing a lot of research if you want to, um, if you go to astro.com, number one, you can get a free chart and they have a lot to offer in that website. Um, And you can store your charts there. You can put your whole family's charts. You can, you know, I have like 50 charts in my astro.com profile and um, you'll be able to see right there where the nodes are now. You know, if you just know your sun sign, it's interesting because, um, you know, you read your astrology in the paper or online, a quickie, your sun sign is one aspect and there's, there's so many planets and there's so much energy in your chart and it depends on what sign they're in, what houses they're in. So there's all of these dynamics and it's this huge, beautiful puzzle where everything is talking to everything else, right? It's this really magic puzzle and so um the nodes are the nodes of the moon so wherever your moon is when you were born which is also a very big um energy so if you're ever looking up your sun sign know what your moon sign is and look at your moon sign as well because that's also very important to know about um and so the nodes are a place that esoterically as astrologers, we understand that the South node is where we came from, Mm -hmm. meaning our past lives and even the very early years of our upbringing. So whatever house that's in and sign that is, that's kind of the energy and the feel and the, um, the dynamic that was going on during that early upbringing in your home. And also um, it could be a flavor that's in from your past lives that you brought in, right? So it's still kind of vibrating as you entered into this planet. And then the North node, which is completely opposite from that is where your soul is going. So that what I like to tell people is if you can understand your South node, you actually came in with bad habits, but you came in with exactly wonderful habits because you mastered something in your past life and you brought that in with you and those are your gifts and your talents and you can use those to project you into your north node because the north node is this unfamiliar territory it's absolutely new you and a lot of times we're deathly afraid to like go into that arena because it's new and our our uh, psyche and our ego don't want to go do anything we don't understand or know yet. That's dangerous, right? So it tells us don't go try that because you don't know anything about it. You won't be good at it. People will laugh at you. Who do you think you are? You can do this, you know, whatever those kinds of stories. But, but ultimately you're drawn to it 
And if you overcome your fears and use the gifts and talents of your self node to help get you there, that's where you're going to be finding your bliss is when you're actually in your North node. So a lot of times when we're stressed out or maybe we're looking for a job, let's just say jobs, cause that's easy. Everybody can relate to that. When we're looking for a job, we pick one that we know we can do really well. It's not very often that we pick one that is absolutely nothing on my resume. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause you want to be able to show up and go, well, of course I can do this job. I've got X, Y, Z on my resume right here. I can do this job. And, and maybe you don't have it on your resume, but you just know you've done that at home and you can do it really easily. And you have all this confidence. That's not your North node. That's your South node. I'm just trying to tell you if it feels familiar and you feel like you're already good at it, it's your South node. But you can use those strengths. Like if you're really good at organizing and directing people, you can use that in your North node. You just have to understand, you know, obviously it's going to be the sign in the house for your North node. If you understand, well, what kind of careers would be in that area or what am I sort of interested in, but I'm scared in that area, mm-hmm. then you can kind of um, write the story for yourself of how you're going to let it unfold. How and it works Sorry. How funny. I was just going to no, I was just going to say it's good to have um a mentor or somebody who understands that to guide you. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, or even a peer. It feels know, like such be- a big thing to understand and to understand about yourself while you're trying to understand the concept of it as well, right? There's so much in there, but I just think it's so funny that our society is set up to um, keep us in the South node type of energy. Like you can get fired for a job that you don't have the experience or the skill set for, right? So it's kind of like keeping us stuck. And I wonder, have you found that with the people you work with, many of them are, if they're interested in pursuing those energies and the, the themes of their North node, do they often have to do that? outside of their professional lives? Is it a passion? Is it a career? Is it a, like a hobby or are people brave enough to dive into a career? Well, so let's just say, for example, what if your North node was in the seventh house of relationships? So then it has nothing to do with career, right? Okay. So, so, and it could also be in the eighth house where there's transformation and other people's money, which, so that could be like taxes. It could be loans Um, you know, so it can, it's very different depending on the house that it's in Okay, and and the lessons. So it doesn't always mean job, uh, 10th house rules, career or reputation, right? Something you're known for. So that's when it would be job related. But, um, I wish I had your chart, Jill, and I would just be like explaining what was going on with you. I know at some point. It's so funny. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you. I'd be curious to know. I'll probably end up booking a reading with you, but I, I have it like saved in my phone and I have to look it up to see what my thing is. I'm actually looking for it right now. I don't know how to find my nodes, but I'm a Gemini sun, a Scorpio moon and a Leo rising. Mm. So that's my, that's my personality. It doesn't, that's (laughs) not going to tell me anything about your nodes, but, um, yeah, Leo rising. So I have a Leo sun. It's probably kind of why we're attracted to each other. And oh. and I have Scorpio. So Scorpio, I love Scorpio and I love Pluto. I have Pluto on my ascendant, which just means that it was on the horizon when I was being born. 
the ascendant is the sign that was ascending when you were born. Okay. And so Pluto and Scorpio are hand in hand, you know, they're, they're working together. So um, I seem to attract a lot of Scorpio stuff too, because of that. It's very interesting. And I find that fascinating too, how, um, again, the puzzle pieces, you know, the people in your life, how they, when you compare charts, like your partners, your kids, you can see this complete relationship if you know what you're looking for, right? You can just see this unfolding of this relationship, like, oh my God, their their son is right on my south node. Then you're like, oh, we were together in a past life. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so it's really kind of fascinating and fun for me. Um, and that's the part about the bliss. You know, it's like being the 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 curious person that I am, and and seeing all of these little nuances and going, Oh my God, there's that. And there's that over there. And, um, it just really kind of tickles me when I see that. Cause it's almost like I'm reading a language that not everybody understands. And then, but it pops out to me, you know, right. I've heard it yeah. described that way where it's like the language of astrology. And, and once you understand it, you just, you're always on the lookout for it and it makes sense <laughs> synchronicities and why things are happening. And, I think that's so cool. It feels a bit like a secret society to somebody like me who has interest, but not, <laughs> not knowledge yet. That's so neat. Um, I wanted also to ask you about, well, there's a couple of things I want to ask you about. The, I guess the first one that I want to make sure we cover is your book, because I'm really interested in knowing um, a how you how you came about writing it, because I'm writing a book right now, and I love to talk to other people who have done that. <laughs> but also about how we can bring these sort of ceremonies and rituals of spirituality into our modern world, because often we're so disconnected from that, you know? We are. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wish that as I was growing up, that my mother would have done more ritual or ceremonies or prayer in a different way, um, you know, connected me. I think she was just new and she was embarrassed, but I'm, I'm hoping and praying that the moms who are raising the kids now are curious enough and brave enough to just, you know, take their kids and go do just experiment, go do something that feels really good. Um, so, and that's kind of why I wrote the book. I, um, and it, this is, this is going to be the, the behind the scenes real story is that I do understand my North node. My North node is totally about writing. And um, even though I felt like I wanted to be a writer before I knew anything about my North node, I, once I realized it, I was like, okay, then I just have to do it. And I was scared to, of course. Right. Um, but I was freshly broken up from a partner and this partner included my job because we built a business together and an identity. So now here I was with no identity, no partner, no job. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I get to start this writing thing. And so I took a class, paid money for it. That was a big step, paying money for my own investment um, in me, right, to learn how to write. And the class involved uh, following all these steps. And at the end of the class, you would publish your book. So it actually had an end result. And that was great. But because I was scared to death, I said, well, I'm going to pick a topic that's going to be a no brainer for me. So that it's easy, right? Because I didn't want to pick if I didn't want to pick something hard, because I knew I'd never finish it. 
And even though someone else might think ceremony is not an easy topic, for me, it was easy because it's a do-it-yourself manual, totally Virgo. <laughs> and, um, and I had been doing ceremony for about eight years um, using the sacred circle and calling in the four directions and using my power animals. And, um, you know, I've even used angels in the, in the ceremony um, and, and invocations. Invocations are the PowerPoint is like, that's where you actually speak with spirit and um, craft this conversation where spirit's going to co-create with you. So for me, ceremony is not only a way to um, cultivate this beautiful relationship with spirit, it's, it's a way to ask spirit to assist you if you're trying to change your life, if you're, you're changing a habit, if you're changing money, you're changing home, you know, it's, it's a tool for manifesting is really what it is. Um, and it just feels so good, like goosebumps all over your body the whole time you're doing it, because it's, you can feel how powerful it is once you make that intention to communicate with spirit. And in my book, I, I draw out how you can, you know, actually physically make this, this sacred circle, either it's in your home or it's in your yard and it can stay or it can go, but the, the actual act of creating it is so sacred and so special. It's like when you move into a new home and you're decorating everything and you're just like putting your energy all over it and it feels really good and it's fun and it's creative. And that's how creating the sacred circle is. It's just this really feminine um, activity of, lovingly creating something that is for your own benefit. And if you're doing it for someone else, it's for their benefit. And that feels super wonderful too. Um, so I guess, I hope I answered that question. I don't yeah, remember yeah. what the question was. No, but. absolutely. That's perfect. I think that that's so important for us to take intentional time to try to connect. Right. And when I was first understanding about energy and souls and spirit guides and and I'm pretty well versed now but when I was first doing it I always struggled trying to understand energy and like connectedness and co-creation and how I could connect with that part um and so it's always interesting to see these different tools that other people use to strengthen their connection with source universe god like whatever you're going to call it all of these different mm -hmm. energies that are that make up like they're everywhere. Right. And, um, right. I think that maybe leads me into the conversation too, about 5d. And I want <laughs> to ask you if you can explain the terminology and sort of a little bit about what you mean when you talk about 5d. Okay. So, um, 5d is, is the short version for fifth dimension. Mm -hmm. And we all know we live in the third dimension. Mm-hmm. It's a third dimensional reality. Um, and it's not a place. It's a vibration. It's even a heart space. And so, for example, a very easy example is a 3D um, feeling is hatred. A 5D feeling is love. A 3D experience is struggle a 5D experience is ease. So you can feel the difference in your body or even in your mind or where, you know, wherever you're feeling it. Um, anything that feels really good and yummy, that's a fifth dimensional vibration. 
And so it's about taking a choice. Do I want to focus on the 3D in my life? So we do have 3D, like we have trees, we have water, we have houses. Um, but for the most part, because our bodies are vibration and energy, um, our emotions play a huge part. So if we're focusing on um, the trash that's in the yard versus the beautiful tree, do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. where do you put your focus on? What do you talk about with your friends? Are you talking about how horrible everything is in your life? Are you talking about how good it's going to be or how beautiful the gift was you just got? Or, you know, what is it you're focusing on? So it's, it's really um, a very conscious place and a very present place. And it is challenging. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard that the earth is going through a metamorphosis. She herself Earth Gaia is transforming from 3D to 5D. I haven't. And so, yes. Yeah, so she's actually ascending. That's that's something that's kind of out there in the new age world is that Mother Earth Gaia is ascending and she's taking everybody with her. Of course. And we either, we either get to go happily or we get to go screaming and yelling. So if you're fighting it and you're staying still in 3D, you're going to have a really, really hard time. But if you go with it, if you understand what the fifth dimensional vibration is and you aim towards that, it's like just rerouting your GPS, you know, you just aim towards that. And it, it does take practice. You have to come back to it. You know, like I can't tell you 10 times a day I get into um, effort and I catch myself and then I'm like, okay, I know this can be easy. I just have to breathe and let go and focus on what's right, you know, and, and, it's really about sometimes letting go of our ego saying, oh, I have to do it exactly this way. I have to do it in this time. I have has to be fun. Sometimes it's not fun to do certain things, you know, but so it's really just a conscious choice in each moment. Where am I going to focus my attention? Um, and I call my um, business 5dpath.fun because I'm consciously making a choice that I just want to live my life in the 5D path. And I wanna help guide people in the 5D path. Um, and I wanna teach people tools to clear away the gunk in their being so that they can more easily be in the 5D. Cause sometimes you have so much energetic crap just stuck to you that it's, you know, you're just reacting all the time. You're not actually able to be authentic because you're just reacting to all this crap that's in your space, right? Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of very easy tools. I love simple. I love easy. And so there are a lot of really easy tools that you learn. I call it active meditation, where you just basically are doing energy work on yourself to clear the crap out. And then you, then you feel very calm and centered and you're more yourself. And it's so much easier to move through your day when you're just yourself than when you're you and all your friends and your family and, and whatever happened at the store, you know, cause we just kind of collect it in sometimes as a sponge. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you describe energy? Cause I was someone growing up who the term energy meant like, do you have uh, energy to do something? I always thought I was a low energy person cause I need a lot of sleep and this and that. And so now the word has a completely different meaning to me, <laughs> but I'm always curious what every, um, what other people's sort of expression of energy is in terms of how it is everything. Well, boy, that's a good question. How to put this in, um, hard, isn't it? 
It is hard to describe. You know, I kind of want to think about Einstein and and how we have the atom. And, and I know there's more um, science behind atoms. But energy is um, pure source light. Let's just say that. It's pure source light. And it can vibrate at different capacities and attach to other energies to create different things. So for example, the space between our cells is an energy and our cells in themselves are made up of different energies. And then the cells combined together make an energy that creates say your heart or your stomach um, or your arm. So, but even a tree is energy, even a brick is energy. So it's really just how are the molecules uh, designed to vibrate? So you know how a seed has, like a, a tree seed, has the ability, has all the uh, information inside of it that it needs to sprout and grow and become that particular kind of tree. Um, even though it's energy, it's, it's imprinted with a certain kind of, um, I guess you could call it a flavor, but it's imprinted with a certain memory that makes it want to grow in a certain way to look a certain way and to grow, you know, this tall and be this color. Um, just like we do, we're all kind of individuals, but I guess it would be kind of an imprint in the energy. And, and all I can think of is maybe it comes from source. I don't know how really the very beginning part of it works. <laughs> I just know what I understand. And, and I'm a little bit psychic. And so I see energy. Um, oh, I guess I see more than what's actually there, like more than what the actual physical eyes see. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a, a knowing to it, like, oh, that's what that is. Um, like I get the impression sometimes that trees or plants are smiling at me when I walk by. And so I smile back, you know, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I feel like I could just ask you questions forever. Um, but I want to be respectful of your time. And I also <laughs> want to help the listeners find you online. I'm going to put your website in the show notes. Is there a particular platform that you love sharing on or where can people learn from you and, and connect with you if they want to learn more? Uh, you know what? I absolutely love YouTube, but I do have to say I am not a big presence there yet. I'm just growing my YouTube channel, but I really enjoy um, doing videos and teaching people. Um, so, gosh, I think I left you my handle for YouTube. I think it's 5D Path, but I can't really remember if it's yeah. changed. And then um, I've I'm right now on a campaign. I'm really growing my Instagram and my Facebook page. I'm doing a bunch of event brights because, um, you know, the book, the book is amazing, but the book is one way of um, making your life different. I think that ceremony is fabulous for kids. I'm super stoked to hear about how people are um, letting their kids get involved with creating ceremony. Um, but I'm excited to actually, um, I'm growing my audience. Let's just say that. I wish I could say I had a specific platform, but I'm kind of trying them all right now. Um, that's fantastic. To see which one works. Yeah. Cause that is going to show you, you're going to feel it really quick, which one's in alignment with you, you know? 
I'm kind of exploring some new ones right now too. And YouTube is something that feels really aligned to me, but I'm resistant mm -hmm. to it because I don't like showing up with makeup on and on camera, you know, <laughs> um, I'm often recording pods in my PJs or like this in my daughter's room. Like it's not, it's not my best representation, but I have learned about myself that TikTok's not my place, you know, and I mm. know that is a place to grow and there is opportunity for growth and my people are there, but it's not how I feel most authentic showing up. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see where where we feel most aligned with the platform. And I think to lean into that is a smart thing because you can try them all and gravitate towards the ones that make you feel the best because that's where you're going to show up the best. So, right. And I really think that um, we're going to see so much change in the next few years because um, I think people are just going to show up on YouTube in their pajamas and in their kids' rooms. Personally, I think it's just going to be okay because being vulnerable and being truthful is awesome. You're right. And we all love it. Like, why do we have to put on a mask? Yeah. I've been asking that question my whole life. Why do we have to pretend that we're something else when we're not? And so I do really think that that um, younger generation is just going to be authentically themselves. I hope and so. they're going to attract people who love them that way. Right. right. So, and there, there's more than enough to go around. There's Absolutely. more than enough subscribers. Yeah. Isn't so. that the truth? There's a lot mm -hmm. of people in this world. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for being with me today. It was really lovely to <laughs> learn from you. And I, I loved your uh, perspective on energy. And so I'm going to, I'm going to have to replay this and re and sit with that for a little bit. Cause I really enjoyed that and uh, would like some time to unpack it, but uh, mm. yeah. Thank you again. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs>I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Grow Like a Mother podcast this week. You can find more great tips, motivation, inspiration, and community on Instagram and Facebook at Grow Like a Mother on both platforms. And if you enjoyed today's show and wish that you had found it sooner, I invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. Doing so really helps promote the show to other moms just like you who want to grow and level up in their lives. And if you want to stay connected by email, I invite you to sign up for the email list by visiting the website, which is www.livingwithheart.ca, or diving into the free five-part video series that I recorded just for you. You can find all of the links and the details in the show notes. Until next week, keep on growing like a mother.